0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the X Button Podcast. Today is January the 11th. I am your host, Jordan, and guess what? It's Jordan, but it's also 30 year old Poppy. It's uh, Plat God. It's I mean, there's a lot of different nicknames in high school. No, what middle school? I was, in middle school, I was named Jingling. just kind of weird. Don't ask me why I was named that. Uh, but yeah, I I am here to. Talk about video games with you on a lovely Tuesday. This is a, you know, this is a season two of the x podcast, and with this comes just a lot of new things, and this episode is not one of them yet, <laughs> but I'm still working on it. No worries. We are working on some advancements in the background, and things are going forward, so look out for some new advancements coming soon. To the podcast, uh, I cannot wait to have like more people on the podcast and just have like an open forum for some of my friends to just hop on and we can just discuss things. I cannot wait for that, but it is going to take a minute for me to get everything settled and figured out. Uh, but yeah, that's neither here nor there for now. Today we're talking about Pokemon for the most part, and we are also talking about some other things along those lines, maybe in the Switch genre. Um, my birthday went well. Yesterday was my birthday, and it it went pretty well. Just got to chill, relax. I think we're doing something this weekend, but it's mainly just I got to hang out with my parents for a little bit and, um, you know, relax at home, much-needed relaxation. I can't wait for this weekend because it's going to be a long weekend for me, and that is much needed in this time in my life. (laughs) I absolutely love these long weekends, and this one's more than welcome. And then it's back to the old grind until, what, Horizon and Elden Ring come out. Which are both in February, a week apart. What the fuck? Like why would they why would they do that? Why would they do that to me? They they delayed everything under the sun. And then some bastard said, Hey, we heard Horizon's gonna be on this date. Or we heard Elden Ring's gonna be on this date. Let's move our game a week apart. Hmm, that's a great idea for Jordan. That's great. Um I am getting the collector's edition of Horizon, so that will that will be a unboxing video at some point I think I'm gonna put it on the YouTube Uh, yes we have a YouTube I don't have anything on it yet it's very bare bones right now but uh, that'll that's one of the things we're advancing this year as well but I should be making some type of video unboxing that and talking about it and uh, basically getting it all put together for the for just a nice little video Um, it's gonna be fun man can't wait to get back into more video content I need to get another game capture to kind of jump back into game capturing uh, but for now, I can, like, record videos and put them on my Instagram and just, like, little snippets of fun things that happened. Uh, the last reel I put on Instagram was actually kind of went... It kind of popped off a little bit, uh, more so than my other reels. I posted a couple, and one got up to, like, 3,600 plays. And then the recent one got up to, like, 7,000 plays, something like that. So, um, some of those are popping off, and I'm glad that it's, like, getting the attention it's 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 needed for that kind of stuff to advance, obviously, to like, I feel like to make it in this day and age, you kind of have to like exhaust those outlets, which unfortunately are a bunch of like ten to fifteen second videos on Instagram or YouTube Reels or whatever, uh, which is fine, but it definitely is like a, it is a weird thing, you know. It feels weird, especially being I don't know thirty, you know, what I'm saying being uh, a '90s baby, somebody who grew up with, you know. Playing NES and fucking Game Boy and N64 and stuff. It's it's a different era. It's a different time. This this time period. I played Neopets when I was younger. We should do a, a Neopets review from my memory, like a, a rose tinted glasses Neopets review. Um, <laughs> I had I had the Lupin. I think was the dog's name from that thing, and uh, I think it died. I know that much. Um, but we used to play the hell out of that game. There was like that uh, those like random. You can play like pyramids on there. I love that game. Absolutely loved it. And then I found out it's not just on Neopets. You can play it on anywhere. And I was like, shit, I'm about to go run some real money. And then obviously I found out that my state doesn't allow any uh, gambling for real. So, you know, it's like 10. So, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. I'm fine with that. Um, How is everybody doing? I know that like Monday sucks. Uh. I think in twenty twenty two it is officially the worst day of the week, according to a lot of people. I mean, you know, not not a lot of ha- la 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 happened yesterday, but I think uh I think it's good that we all just keep it going. Keep keep the grind going, you know what I'm saying? Uh that's another little update I can do. I'm happy to say that it is not a New Year's resolution, but maybe a 30 year old resolution where I am now at this age and I'm forecasting the next 10 years of my life and I want it to be ev- evolutionary for me. Like I want, I want to be a different person. Not, not that like this person's better right now. Don't get me wrong. This is the person laying the bare bones. You got to appreciate the person you are now. Uh, but I, I, I want to be even higher on my tier list in my mind. So uh, come the end of this next 10 years, I want to be fucking set. Like I want, I want to have a lot of things in motion and, uh, it starts with the podcast. It starts with personal things. It starts with relationships. It starts with a lot of different things. And, uh, basically it's going to be a big turnaround and I am dedicated. Uh, part of it is starting with working out and kind of bettering my health. And of course it's not like, it's not the easiest thing to do, but for some reason, uh, ever since my drive is there for this, and I kind of like want it to happen, I've been I've been to the gym like six times in the past week and a half. Like I, I've been there a bunch, and uh, I was gonna go today, but it's my birthday, and everybody talked me out of it. So I was like, okay. Uh, but I am going back tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday, back to back workouts, and I'll be back on Sunday. And it's just, it's I actually am enjoying it like thoroughly. And I just don't want this drive to die. I want it to keep going. And I'm even feeling that, that, that like need when I leave work or I go home to eat I'm Like I need to make some food before I talk myself into eating out or some, some dumb shit. Uh, and I even felt guilty about eating out today. I ate, uh, Chick fil A, Chick fil A, the house of God. And, uh, you know, it was good. It's not bad. Obviously, like it's not the worst thing you could eat by, by any means. Um, but I definitely wanted something like more responsible. Uh, like yesterday I had the urge to go eat out. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just make some soup. Made some soup. Nice little 400 calorie banger. And that was it. That's all she wrote for Jordy Boy uh, on Sunday or two days ago. So, you know, it's it's interesting kind of being back in this mindset. It's a, it's a drive. It's like a, it's a drive, drive, drive. And I think what it is is that. I found a comfortable spot to work out I think that's rare to find and I think I've I found the perfect medium for me to go and want to go every day and I have multiple reasons to go and uh, it's setting my drive up for success for sure I think whenever you're looking at it at a, at a certain point where you go to like okay I got to go to Planet Fitness and you got to see the the people behind the desk who don't really care and you got to see that dumbass lunk alarm on the wall and you got to see Uh, all these like already set people, you know, banging out their daily workouts. It's like, it's hard to get the motivation to kind of get on their mindset. So I think so far, the first thing I've noticed is like that getting into that mindset was definitely helpful with trying to just find what I want to do, where I want to be, like assess my goals for the long run and then kind of figure out the nice spot to do it at and uh yeah so far i'm enjoying it absolutely enjoying it. i plan on keeping it up uh, i don't see any forecast of getting like tired of the gym or not wanting to go every time i leave i feel i feel happy about myself and i feel confident when i go to work and i feel like i just feel a lot better mentally than than uh and it's only been a week so wait until i actually start dropping more pounds and stuff but yeah it's just something i'm gonna Implement into my daily regimen and see how it goes. I'm definitely going to update you guys and let you know how it evolves as I get further into this year. Um, But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm definitely trying to keep my diet up too, which is kind of, it's not hard. It's just like, it's more just like trying to figure out. I guess the hard part is figuring out what to eat at night. Uh, Obviously, avoiding sodas and snacks and shit. And I've done a great job at doing that. I just, I don't know what to. Go to now, you know. I'm trying to find that like healthy medium. But weight loss aside, let's get right back into games, brother. What have I been playing? Uh, Ten minutes into the show, well, I have been playing more Guardians. I made a little progress today. That is a that is a plus. That is a good thing. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy is a. It hit a dry spell for a while, and then the last mission I did, it got real deep into story. Uh, mainly Drax's story, and I absolutely love it. Makes me appreciate Drax as a character so much more, uh, to where I could even probably extend it to the movie Drax, if they kind of experiment with that and maybe Guardians Three or something. But because they kind of touch on it a little bit, and then that's it in the first movie, and that's really it. But uh, in this game, they they kind of expect the fact accept the fact that Gamora and Drax are in the same team. Uh, But he starts off the game with by hating her Um, And then it evolves a little bit more into a friendship and then you get a lot of backstory behind Drax and and even Gamora to an extent and the way they develop these characters in this game is so impressive that it really makes me appreciate Guardians of the Galaxy a Lot more not just the game, but the team itself like I kind of want to check out more stuff by them I know that like uh, obviously they started in the comic format and then they kind of went to the movies and all this so I'm interested to see what other things happen in it. There are some characters that are teased in the MCU that are in this game. And I'm like, now I can't wait to see those characters. It's just implementing a lot of different aspects of Marvel as a whole that I'm like, this thing is knocking out of the park and God damn it. Am I not excited for all Marvel projects coming up for Wolverine and Spider-Man Two? And even weirdly, Midnight Suns. I, I, I don't. The reason I say weirdly is because the cinematic looked amazing, obviously, but it's already been shown that it's not the game for me. It is like a RTS or like a a strategy game, not RTS. It's a strategy game, and you know, I, I just I'm not into those kind of games for the most part. There are a couple I play. Like I'll play um, Project Cross Zone, which I don't even think they make anymore. Uh, I played a little bit of Fire Emblem but I didn't really get too deep into it but you know for the most part those kind of games are just like off my radar I just I do not get into them but I think when Midnight Suns does come out I actually might give it a try Uh, but I'm more excited for Wolverine and Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 2 promises a lot you're getting some Craven teases some Venom teases and uh, obviously the story is past the post credit of Spider-Man 1 on PS4 and PS5 not gonna spoil it no worries and the uh, obviously get miles in there which is tied to the miles game I just want more and more and more so I hope this game is long I hope it has a lot of miles I hope it has a lot of Peter um, I hope it has some twists and turns because that first game actually had some pretty good twists uh, like the the ending resolution and some of the some of the character development was actually like impressive how they did it and yeah absolutely love Spider-Man 1, and I think that the upcoming Marvel projects have a lot to kind of live up to because they, they set the bar on some of these games that are coming out. Uh, I'm actually even enjoying Avengers again, and I think that's saying a lot to what they've done to that game and also the PS5 port for it. I, I, I don't think, though, that it's easy to recommend to a new player, and I say that because it still lacks in certain aspects. It's still the same game, but it's just more polished now. And I think that polish is all I was really wanting when I stopped playing. Uh, obviously, they added more content with the DLCs and stuff. But I think overall that the game is basically a pretty good co-op game. It plays like Destiny in a way that, that you're kind of like all progressing towards your same goals and leveling up your characters on your own. So progress is uh, is steady throughout the entire gameplay process, whether you're joining people or you're playing your own Uh, Outside of like the single-player content, which I think is where this game kind of fails a bit It makes it to where all the single-player content uh, For instance all the DLCs they added you have to play by yourself. You can't really play with people. which is kind of bullshit I think some of the missions you might be able to but to start it and to do like any of the pivotal story moments You have to play it by yourself Uh, At least is the gist I've gotten I don't know if I chose the wrong setting because all the settings are convoluted basically there's a, a mini map uh, on the lobby area of the helicarrier, or just like the, the lobby area for your multiplayer lobby. And what they do is they have a, a map and they have this option to toggle different DLC packs. And like, let's say you wanna toggle the Hawkeye DLC, you toggle that and it shows you all your Hawkeye progress and like different Hawkeye things you can do. If you If you toggle the first option, which is the campaign for Avengers, which is a single player experience, you toggle that and it doesn't really automatically like tie you into other players. If you're picking shit, it just kind of reads it as, Oh, you're playing single player. Then if you do Avengers initiative, which is the last thing you unlock, which is the basically the, the overall multiplayer process of you matchmaking into different missions that you've already unlocked. So some of the, some of the story missions, some of the extra missions, some of the strikes and whatnot, they're all playable. Uh, that method is okay, but it's still like, uh, that's like the only way to kind of really play with people efficiently. It gives you, like, the quick play option and whatnot. But I would like to actually tackle some of the story moments with my friends or my brothers who play the game. Like, I'd I'd, I'd want to do that. But we get on, and it's like, oh, we can't hit up the Wakanda DLC. We can't hit up the Hawkeye DLC together. We can't do any of the DLCs or story together to progress you further. Because he's at, at like, level 1, and I'm level maxed out 150 power level. And I I literally can't, like, progress at all. So... It's a bit of a bummer, and I think that with some advancements, some you know, some improvements, maybe they can make a banger of a sequel. Because I think what they got there is they got some of the recipe right, and I think that once they get the rest down in terms of like streamlining the multiplayer, I think the perfect example of a multiplayer like this game that should work is like a Destiny 2, where your pro- your progress is kind of constantly going forward, and you can do mainline story missions together. Uh, or Borderlands, where it's literally drop in, drop out multiplayer, and all your progress is continued. So if you get into my friend's game, you knock out some missions, you go back to your game. When you get to those missions, it'll say, "Hey, you've already beaten these. You want to skip?" You say, "Yep," and then you just go on. Um, more games need to do that. I think. I think uh, it's kind of overshadowed how how much progress like 2K kind of made. You know, uh, with Borderlands, they were kind of. They were pushing the boundaries for multiplayer co-op games, I think. They were, they were they really streamlined it to be efficient drop-in, drop-out. I think it's hard to master that drop-in, drop-out for like, modern games because there's a lot of different elements like single-player story, online features, and uh, most games being constantly online. I think that getting that progression right and to keep all your items and to keep your, your story missions completed, I think whatever they did in Borderlands, it works. But every other game that has tried to be as fun as Borderlands, where it is like drop-in, drop-out multiplayer, there's always a host. <clears throat> which I actually looked it up. And if you listen to my last episode, we talked about Dying Light 2 being 500 hours to fully complete. Which is okay. Whatever. We talked about it last episode if you want to go check that out. But I looked at an article after and it actually said that since this progress of this game is so different than the previous games, there will need to be a host. Which makes me wonder what kind of progress is actually going to be obtained when you play with other people. They claim that your your items you get and the progress you make in your levels, I think is going to go up, but I don't think it's going to fully progress your story. And the idea is is that it's doing that because you start off and then like, let's say you hit a pivotal point in the story and you choose A. It'll shut off this other area. It'll make these other items not available and you'll, you'll be going on this different path. Uh, and then your friend chose B. And they're they're doing different things with different items in a different area, and basically what it does is if you try to pl- if I try to play if A tries to play with B, then the items and the progress they're making on A will just not progress at all. You're working on B now, so it's like I don't know how to see it executed. It sounds like a very difficult thing to master uh, in terms of developing it. So I am very curious to see how that's going to come out because that is, you know. It's interesting. It's a, it's a very interesting, unique experience that they're kind of making with Dying Light 2. And I'm hoping it's not to its detriment. I feel like if they want it to succeed, it needs to work like the previous games. But if they're doing a host and guest type thing, then I just hope it. they find some loop for the, the progress to be saved and, and managed. Because if they don't, there's nothing more upsetting when you join a player's game and you're playing for hours and then you go back to your game and you're on the first mission. It's like what the fuck like I on paper let's let's put it this way. It shouldn't be that way um at all. That only really benefits you if like the per- if the guest is like a high level and they're joining you to kind of help you progress through the main story that they've already done. Uh that way their their full progress isn't really affected but they're you know they're still helping you. Um so that kind of like it makes it to where you're kind of spending hours playing this game, collecting things, making progress uh, with your friend, but you're kind of just sitting there on the wayside and you you leave and nothing's progressed. Uh, it just kind of sucks. I I've, I hate that type of multiplayer, and I'm re- it's really gonna be a bummer if Dying Light 2 doesn't figure it out. I know that they have a steep hill to climb, especially coming out so close to Elden Ring and Horizon, but that would make it that would make it. Uh, a standout, I think it would make it in terms of like a co op experience. If they're really banking on that, then it would make it an amazing experience in terms of the concept of Dying Light works. And then next to that, if their new system of choose your choices, mattering to the story and giving you different areas depending on your choices, um, if they figure out some way around it, then. This could be an amazing experience. Think about like you actually making choices with your friend. That could be interesting. But obviously you might be playing with a different friend next time. So who knows how they're going to figure it out? I really don't know. But Dying Light 2 has a very steep hill and we will see about that. And another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on was uh, Pokemon Legends Arce- Arceus. Arceus. I, I've been saying Arceus my whole life and uh, they came out in that first direct and they were like hey get ready for pokemon legends arceus and i'm like hmm don't like that i don't like that uh, basically it's the first time they're kind of doing a real rpg and i kind of want to talk about the potential for this game they have a lot riding on this game in terms of starting a new concept for the for the series Let it, you know it might be a a uh, what do you call it like a early beginner build of a potential concept, but it looks like it's still promising a lot. You can still catch stuff. You can still fight special Pokemon. Uh, you can battle Pokemon. You can even do co-op at some at some areas or some point. Um, it has a story based in the Sinnoh region called Hisui. It's like prehistoric or uh, way before. You're basically making the Pokédex. So I, I assume there's going to be some type of metagame in creating the Pokédex uh, for... Sinnoh or Gen 4 or Brilliant Diamond Shine and Pearl pretty much so I would assume that up until this point if it's set into like a a really old setting I would feel like majority of the Pokemon are going to be from Gen 1 to Gen 4 but obviously with them being with them with them being known for kind of like retroactively adding older Pokemon to things uh, for the fact that, like, Gen 4 hits and then they're like, oh, now there's Arceus. Now it's all of a sudden there's a Pokemon god named Arceus. Like, okay. Uh, you know, and then they get to Sun and Moon. There's like a, or not Sun and Moon, uh, Diamond and Pearl. They do like a time and space Pokemon and then uh, Sun and Moon Pokemon. You know, they, they, they add all these things that just weren't there before. Um, it's like the universe is changing. It's like different timelines or something. It's weird. Um, but, Yeah. My main thing is like this game has a lot of potential to be a pretty significant banger for the beginning of the year for Pokemon or for Nintendo and Nintendo dropping Splatoon three and uh, Breath of the Wild, you know, two and fucking potentially a Mario Kart nine that we talked about last episode. It's going to be a strong year for Pokemon or for Nintendo. I keep saying Pokemon, Uh, but with Pokemon starting off the year. After this small drought since you know what November December if you play Halo then it's probably like November October um, after this drought you know this is the first game we're getting this year that is kind of like a significant AAA experience and what they've shown they've shown are a roller coaster ride of trailers so far some of them being not that impressive with frame rate drops and uh, empty looking worlds and kind of plain textures uh, and then they kind of release another one where it does look like it's actually performing a lot better. Um, but if we, if you play Pokemon Shield, there are times where you're playing in like the normal game and it's fine. Then you go to the open area, or the wild area, I think it's called, and it gets like tremendously framey. And that's unfortunate because like that's all to the limitation of the Switch. And I kind of wanted this next RPG for Pokemon to be a next gen type of experience where we're kind of getting Breath of the Wild level gameplay like we're kind of getting in this one, uh, but not limited to the point where you're walking around and you got to see Pokemon popping in. You have to see the bullshit of like lag or frame, frame dips because it's trying to load too many Pokemon. Like, I don't want this game to kind of struggle to play. I kind of wanted it to be something that is like, uh, like imagine if this game was developed for like a Series X or a PS5. It would be a powerhouse of a game. Uh, it would probably look something like Monster Hunter World, uh, I would assume, uh, graphically and obviously visually with the creatures and the Pokemon walking around. I know it might be a little bit more strenuous on the games to kind of load a lot of, I guess, what it, I guess it would be NPCs or AIs for the Pokemon to like follow, pass, and walk around. But <sighs> it's unfortunate because I I'm really hoping this game doesn't come out. And overstep its boundaries in terms of scope. I hope it. I hope it kind of like knocks it out of the park, but kind of stays in the scope and doesn't try to stretch itself too thin. Because if it does, we might see some frame dips. We might see Pokemon disappearing. We might see uh, the typical kind of stuff we saw in the open or the wild area in Sword and Shield. If you played that, so I'm excited to see what happens with this game, though. I think that the the introduction of newer forms is going to be a big role. Obviously, I think there are special stronger Pokemon that you can kind of run into in the wild area or like the open area. Uh, Also, I haven't really seen any details about if the the catching of Pokemon is only set to one area like Pokemon Sword and Shield was or if each area is going to be based in these areas to where you're walking around these Pokemon entirely the entire time. Also, what does the co-op look like? What could that be? Could that be 2v2 battles? Could that be 2v2... Like, does the second player obtain any progression at all? Is this going to be online only? Or, like, wh- what does this entail? And uh, typically, in Nintendo fashion, they don't really go online only for these kind of things. It's probably a local experience, split screen, or just two consoles next to each other. Uh, as in, you go into your friend's house with your Switch, and they have their Switch, and y'all play together. Um, but, what, like, what is the purpose of that? I mean, I know they... I know they tend to add features. Nintendo kind of adds fe- adds features like multiplayer that is that is like local, for the just for the sake that they can do it. You know they're kind of like owning that market of local co op co op couch gameplay, and they succeed in it very well. Obviously, like we were talking last episode, we were talking about Mario Kart knocking it out of the park, a uh, potential new one, what that could mean. Smash Brothers kind of killing it. This could be another one, but I, I don't see why, like, if you're just limiting it to two players walking around this world, how fun is that going to be? Uh, are we making progress? Uh, is, does the other player level up? Is it just a drop-in, drop-out experience, like a light kind of assist mode type co-op that was kind of like the Mario Mario Odyssey one, if you played that, where it's basically somebody got to play as the hat and just throw themselves at people. Like, was, you know, it's very gimmicky and not really co-op, but... Maybe the next Mario Odyssey will have co-op. But, you know, what do you want out of the next Pokemon game, really? What could they do new? Um, I am glad they are doing new forms. I think the open area style that looks like Breath of the Wild and the sneaking they're kind of doing looks interesting. But I am wondering how this is really pushing the genre forward. Uh, On paper, it sounds like they're doing a lot of promising things, but... In the videos we've seen so far. I'm curious to see if it's going to actually execute. And so far. Like I said. I mean P- Pokemon doesn't really go wrong. In the sense that like. They fuck up their sales. They're definitely going to make a lot of money on this. And I think it's like a, any Pokemon game they drop. Is going to be an easy win. Um, but I think a lot of people are hesitant. If you look at any comments on any of the Pokemon Arceus videos. A lot of people are hesitant. And I feel like you guys probably are too. Which. Which. I think overall, to kind of wrap this up a bit, I think we are in a weird spot where the tech isn't really that advanced, so they're kind of making what they can in this current console, uh, Switch console state, and I think what they do with that, as long as they make it operational uh, and make it play well... And not fall to the same tropes that kind of some of you know, some of the same tropes that Burning Diamond, Shining Pearl, and even Sword and Shield kind of fell into. If they kind of like pull us out of that a little bit, then I think it would be, uh, it could be a very, very great game. And I'm really hoping it is because one, I'm buying it, uh, you know, I, I am spending my hard earned money on it, so it's not like I'm just. I'm not getting a code it's it's nothing like it's literally just it, it is what it is I'm 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 a con, a consumer just like you and I think that we should be wary about spending money on certain games this year because there are a lot of options coming out this year and with this this populated you know climate of games and you kind of have to be wise with your money uh, this is coming out really close to Dying Light 2 Elden Ring Horizon uh, it is at the end of January but it's only like two weeks away from Horizon or something so if you are curious whether you should spend your money or not, uh, I'd say if you like Pokemon, go for it. Obviously, if you liked Diamond and you know Diamond and Pearl uh, remakes or sword and Shield, I'm going for it for that reason. I enjoyed those. I've always wondered what a Pokemon game would be set in as like an actual RPG style game instead of it being just the uh, chibi or like by the by the book typical classic Pokemon game we always get. I kind of want to see it in this like Breath of the Wild style they're kind of leaning towards, and I'm glad they kind of clarified that it's not really open world; it's more of like an open area style. And I think that they were literally trying to temper expectations simply because it's, you know, they don't want to overstep their boundaries. They know that like if they come out and say, "Hey, this is Breath of the Wild with Pokemon," it's gonna it's setting the bar way too high. But what it sounds to me is that they are Nintendo, they are Pokemon, the Pokemon Company. They have enough resources to make it look as close to Breath of the Wild. Not like literally visually. I'm saying conceptually. They can, they should be able to make it work in a Breath of the Wild world. Uh, with that size map. But I guess on paper you're not really collecting and managing menus in Breath of the Wild obviously. I mean you are doing some things with like food. But not like Pokemon that you're actually interacting with. Naming with leveling up themselves. Uh, I guess it's a different concept. But still, I am curious to see how this game goes. I think if you are not into Pokemon and you are wondering whether to get this game or not or pre-order or or whatever, what have you, then, uh, you know, you might be listening to a little podcast that's getting the game. So I could literally tell you day one or uh, the day after maybe uh, whether it's worth picking up or not. I'll I'll be here playing it. You know what I'm saying? I am getting it. And I I will say that I am curious if, and this actually might be a a good concept for maybe another episode. I am curious to see if people are going to be hit by Pokemon fatigue. Uh, I mean, we just got Breath of the Wall. (laughs) We just got Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So uh, after doing that, and then we're hopping back into another one. Uh, is it going to be different enough to kind of like keep it away from like, oh, it's just more Pokemon right now. More and more Pokemon. We never had Pokemon games drop this or like quick together. You know what I'm saying? Outside of them being in the same structure. Uh, this is literally like <clears throat> literally like a month away from the last one. Or a month and a half maybe. And I think that's kind of crazy. We never had that. But I am curious to see if this will like break down the sales of Arceus if it'll make it perform less because we kind of got already already got that fill and especially in a world where there are a ton of games coming out like Elden Ring and Horizon that might have people go okay I'm not even done with Brilliant Diamond yet why would I even buy this you know uh curious to see how this shakes out when people buy it but I think a new Pokemon is gonna be a new Pokemon and people are gonna buy it if you are fans of that kind of genre anyways so it is what it is. I am very excited to see this game and play it and be back in that world. Uh, I, I just hope it plays well, man. And this is just a, a nice little chit-chat about Pokemon Arceus. I'm glad you guys stuck with me. There are a couple new trailers, TV spots for the game. Uh, and I think some things are, are leaking, like the official roster of some of the Pokemon that ha- that are on the game for sure. Um, so, yeah. Go go look it up on YouTube if you want, if you want to see some of the trailers. And... I'll be back tomorrow with more gaming content and I'll definitely be back on uh, January 28th when this game comes out. We'll be able to talk about it more and my impressions on it. We'll definitely be doing an impressions the Monday after probably and uh, we'll be, yeah, we'll be right back here. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening and uh, bye.